welcome to Let the Music Be Your Master. I'm Jason Johnson, joined by my wonderful colleagues here. Steve Ricks. Brandon Arnold. Jordan Harmon. And uh, and we're back to talk about round two of covers. Uh, that's, what, that's what we've been covering here, and we're going to continue it. Before we do that, though, we have some important, uh, a, a very important user uh, or no listener email that we're gonna we're gonna have steve read this is from um kind of one of the uh i guess one of the the spiritual guides one of the uh be behind the scenes uh influencers of of let the music be your master and uh we'll let steve read the the letter that we're very flattered to have have received um as, as feedback to uh it was feedback to the beatles episode or Yes. Yeah, it was feedback to the Beatles episode. Uh, so go ahead, go ahead and hit us with that, Steve. Okay, so this is a email from my friend and colleague Michael Hicks. Uh, I mean, a true music aficionado, a true rock aficionado, um, definitely a true '60s rock Beatles aficionado. Um, so. It was, of course, intimidating to imagine him listening to whatever I ended up saying for the, the Beatles episode. But no, not that I was worried about him being critical per se. But um, but so anyway, I think Brandon urged me to reach out to him and say, he, he had posted some uh, Mike, if you're listening. Thanks a lot. Uh, but but uh, Mike posted some comments to my Facebook post of the, of our Beatles episodes and he was kind of going he's he's writing a kind of memoir right now and going down his own sort of nostalgic rabbit holes and remembering things and i think that that beatles episode was kind of uh played into that nicely so in, in his posts he had mentioned that he had been invited to present a a paper at this beatles symposium right yeah the, that was just happening wasn't it the 50th anniversary of the white album yeah, that's right. And what was it? Just was it a COVID casualty? No, 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 no. This was way. This, this was, was way a while before. Ago. That's right. What this was way before oh, because one of the one of the producers or something on the album was supposed to be there. He was he was thrilled oh. thrilled to be able to meet, and, and then something came up where he was unable to attend. Right, and the producer ended up passing passing away. shortly at, or it, shortly yeah. before okay. shortly after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm butchering the Facebook comments. I'll go back. <laughs> And review. I'm those, glad a but. few of us have read your Facebook <laughs> comments, Ricks. Hey, I'm. I'm. Uh, I hope my wife's listening. Did you, I, Did you realize that I didn't know something on my Facebook page? See, I don't look at Facebook all the time. Okay. See, let's uh, turn this into Ricks family I'm, marriage conflict resolution hour. But I digress. Um, so we, uh, I reached out to Mike. I said, Mike, what's your what's your pick? for the Beatles Hall of Fame. And we had each picked three t tunes. And I said, you know, so we kind of said, what's your pick? And his, so his one pick he sent back was, I am the walrus. And, and then sent this email, which elaborates further on the album, the magical mystery tour as a kind of important artifact or thing. So I'm just going to read this email. I'll try to not add too many, uh, vocal stylings to it and, and, or drag it out too much. So he's, here's what he says. Magical mystery tour always gets lost in the cracks between Sergeant Pepper and the white album. The movie that gave birth to the records was such a self-indulgent mess. And the UK release of its soundtrack was not a full scale album, but a sonic mutt. 
a double EP that offered only six tracks. The U.S. repackaged... That sounds like a single EP. <laughs> How do they even call that a double EP? I know. What, what, what were they thinking? The U.S. repacking into an LP with astonishing singles like All You Need Is Love, Strawberry Fields Forever, Hello, Goodbye, Baby, You're a Rich Man, etc., created for the first time a bona fide, oh, let's call it a Franken masterpiece. <laughs> that is, the U.S. album called Magical Mystery Tour was a reverse British invasion by which Capital invaded the U.K. with a better entire work than the scraps it had inherited from the Beatles via singles and EPs. Having said that, I can tell you that although Fool on the Hill for example, became an instant introspective classic, and George's Blue Jay Way was the bridge into a new solo persona from Within You and Without You to In Time, All Things Must Pass. The last song in the EP1 of the UK Magical Mystery Tour, or the last song on side one of the US album, was the track that took our breath away at the time. It was something that, although the roots were there in, say, Tomorrow Never Knows and Strawberry Fields, felt utterly new, a massive move of the queen across the chessboard. That was the track we were all talking about and listening to over and over, at least those of us who were into the weird, as most of us were in 67. So that's the I'm the Walrus he's talking about there, Mm -hmm. that track. My hip shot and possibly misremembered checklist of a few standout traits. The compressed lead vocal that hammered away percussively like a raging Dylan, but presaging hip hop and its insistent marriage to the beat and meter. The dense surrealist lyrics. The overt nod at last to the fantasy world of Lewis Carroll, Walrus and the Carpenter. The mantra-like hyperchromatic vamp at the end, what Susan McClary, she's a music theorist, musicologist kind of researcher. Yeah, we've all heard of her. Don't talk talk to us like we don't know Susan McClary, okay? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to insult my fellow uh, pod members. Uh, They knew. What Susan McClary might call chromatic slippage which psychologically speaking, we're equally familiar with the term chromatic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, chromatic slippage. If, if I had a, a dollar for every time we've used the phrase chromatic slippage in the podcast, I'd, I'd be a rich man. Uh, here we go. Uh, so, so what's the, okay. So these, these are bulleted points. So back to the beginning of this bulleted point, okay. the mantra, like hyperchromatic vamp at the end, what Susan McClary might call, Chromatic slippage, which psychologically spans from the ending of Day in the Life to Hey Jude, or more convincingly, is the demonic parody, to use Northrop Fry's terminology, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know that one, uh, <laughs> of, of the vamp at the end of All You Need Is Love. You, you might want to chew on that last bullet point yeah, for yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we can maybe we can publish this this these this this email on the on the website somehow Absolutely. or something. Yeah. Um, there's two more bullet points. Okay, the inebriated, sedated, siren-like string glissandos. 
Yeah. Oh man, that's those are those are awesome. Okay, the overall ultra rich production, which gives it an almost operatic aura, but an opera on acid, which is what opera had always needed, <laughs> and so forth. I love the record now as I did then. It's the masterpiece that arose like a monster out of the dreary lockness of a hokey home movie. Well, now we got to hear a little yeah. bit of I Am the, I am the Walrus. So. Yeah, let's do it. And then maybe skip to the end after we hear, hear a bit the, of it and then so we, we can hear, hear some that. chromatic slippage. Yeah, we yeah. got we got to get to the chromatic slippage. <laughs> <laughs> Skipping to the end. think of the end of day in the life and and compared to that and similar but this this the demonic almost, parody yeah this mm-hmm. is almost a little more strange more more i really like uh, lennon's and, voice on that yeah. yeah he's got the the overdrive Some, it's like yeah. it's running through an overdrive pedal sound, sounds cool yeah so so That's mike a, hicks was a teenager geeking out to this was that teenage years for him sounds about right we don't have to yeah yeah I don't, go um, too in depth about his age but but yeah, that, think, but that's yeah, cool to think, think of people listening to it at the time. Yeah, I, I was remembering that the this song is one of my kids' favorites of all the Beatles songs, um, and it's it's not one that I tended to play very often, mm-hmm. but we had the uh, the Beatles edition of the Rock Band video game where you like play mm-hmm. along with the songs, yeah, and you got the drums and the guitar, and this is the one that they always wanted to do. 
Yeah. They love the song and they memorized the lyrics and everything. So it's, <laughs> That's it's awesome. got some staying power. Yeah. <laughs> Reintroduced to the kids. Yeah. Well, yeah. are we, are we starting up round three? Heck yeah, we For are. Our covers. Yeah. So uh, the uh, the mic is still yours, Sir, All right. Sir Rick's a lot. Well, uh, in the last episode, you know, Aretha Franklin, respect was mentioned. And, you know, I, I wonder about, that's not my pick, but I wonder about... Dang it, Steve. You always got to <laughs> mention my picks before it gets... Ah, <laughs> sorry. Just kidding. Wait, has, has that no. song been included in the, the podcast? I, yeah, I, I picked already, it. Yeah. I, I think I picked it's it. It's already there. 50s okay. or 60s whole yeah. thing. Yeah. But that whole notion of like pick, okay. picking a, a cover that's actually kind of replaced the original, is it is it worthwhile given that we're kind of going deep or going for other nuggets? But there's one that I just feel like it has to be in here. I'm guessing I would get picked if I don't pick it, but I'm just going to pick it. And that is uh, Jimi Hendrix all along the watchtower. Nice. Be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. Businessman, there, to drink my wine. Come and dig my earth. None will let You can't stop it, can you? You don't want to. You don't want to. <laughs> this one just kind of grabs you by the throat, and you can't, it won't let go. Yeah. <laughs> It is so great. It's it's one of those, those quintessential covers. Well, I think it just hit me what like why it grabs you. You're taking the lyrics of Dylan, which are like like there's nothing better, and then you're combining it with the freaking guitar of Hendrix. Like that's, that's a good combo. What what, and what and more it, can you ask just for? Those, those opening chords. Dun 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 dun. dun. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. And this uh, this came out six months after Dylan's version. Wow. Well, that's yeah. that's and that's another. You know, Hendrix is really amazing, and what a what a tragedy he died as young as he did, and and such an innovator. But I mean, something we were kind of riffing on in in uh, just before the episode was, you know, just the the way covers kind of reveal this dialogue that's happening between different musicians that span different generations that are different races that are different 
experiences, but there's there's some kind of you know mutual love or connection that the artist feels with the other artists. And um, where am I going with this? I don't know. <laughs> Just well, that, well, well, that Hendrix, like he was covering the Beatles, you know, the 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 day after Sgt. Pepper comes out, or whatever. So it's it's clear that he was very much aware of his time and very connected to what was happening around him, but interested in kind of synthesizing it or having his own take on it. Part of the the riff you mentioned, we were talking about how inspiring it is to see like, or to hear you, we kind of associate acts or bands with a certain style. And, and when you, when you realize that they're covering something that's much, maybe much different than what you're used to from them, it's, it's really inspiring to kind of see how broad the influence is that, that they're, that they're engaging with. And it's, it's kind of a cool thing that I I think really can be like a a source of, of hope where we tend to kind of put ourselves, we all have a tendency to put ourselves in these echo chambers that just line up with what we always like or what we're used to. And you realize that most of these great artists have really broad tastes that are influencing what, what you end up hearing. Yeah. That's exactly it. They're, they're not as maybe narrow or as focused on their own style or genre or music or whatever. As you uh, cause might like, cause think, like that, you know? the Dylan version is from, I think it's from the John Wesley Harding album and, and Dylan was still, uh, he has his like electric moments, but Dylan's a folk artist. Mm-hmm. He's a, an acoustic artist. And so stylistically for Hendrix, who's, who just turned the electric guitar into, you know, this, this weapon yeah. heat to cover a, a folk musician, an acoustic musician is a very, you know, very much a stylistic change is freaking cool. You mm-hmm. can, I feel like too, it's, it's rare to have, like, I don't think we see a lot of pop musicians now that are covering other popular acts, like within the next few months. I mean, maybe that happens every once in a while, but that seems kind of rare. That seems maybe more like a jazz thing or maybe more, but they're just, I get the sense that there's such a love, you can hear the for a lot of covers. It's like some an artist loves a song so much, or loves a musician, and wants to share it with their fans, and that's kind of a fun way. To, like what we're doing here right now, we love this music. We want to share it with people. It's artists such are a, doing that yeah, with their with it's their such music, a with show their of respect. Yeah, there was a little glimpse in the early two thousands. I'm guessing no one will will pick this one. There's a group called Architecture and Helsinki that did a song called "Is This Yours?" No, "Hard at Races." They released it as a single. It's a great song, Heart It Races. And on the single, the B-side to the single, they had Dr. Dog cover it. And so they released the single with a cover by a band they respected as the B-side. That's cool. It's it's super cool. Like kind of an indie rock 2000s thing. But that doesn't really exist anymore. But it's such a... Like that thing with Hendrix doing that and... It was such like I think a sign of respect in the time to be like this thing just blew my mind. I'm immediately going to yeah, I'm going to honor it this on, way, honor it, but also yeah. get my take on it. Yeah, yeah. Great I song. mean, maybe maybe the greatest thing since then would be like you two covering Ryan Adams. Uh, <laughs> Where do you go when you're lonely? I think is that the name of the song. I mean, I haven't I haven't heard it. That's, is that yeah? That's just yeah, a I couldn't, I huge. Couldn't tell you. So, you know, just a huge sign of respect yeah. to Ryan. Ryan Adams did a uh, cover <laughs> album of Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, there was a lot of that in the 2000s. There was, there covered, was covered that 1980, there was a 1980 famous album. acoustic cover of Hey Ya, and there was like the whole 
that band Travis was covering Britney Spears. So, speaking of yeah. speaking of you too, I'm surprised nobody chose this one yet. So, oh, I'm not my my third <laughs> my third pick. Got to go with you two, Helter Skelter. Here go. When you get to the bottom, you go back to the top of the slide and you stop and you turn and you go for a ride. Then you get to the bottom, then you see me again. Do you know you want me to love you? Uh. <laughs> what are you doing, you two? They, they did not steal it back from Charles Manson. Charles Manson still held on to it. Uh, sorry, Hate that's to break your, it to you, Bono. That's your pick, bud. It's not my pick. Yeah, too late. <laughs> the, all of our audience just turned it off right there. It's, They're confused. Like, wait, what's I, happening? I love the, the clean guitar on that. I mean, it just suits the song so well. I'm just going to strum this clean guitar. Ram, ram, ram. Pretty harsh. We're pretty harsh on you two on this podcast, aren't we? There is not a lot hey. of love for you two. No, I, <laughs> I mostly from these three. Although yeah. I've 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 sort of been a complicit. I was close I've, to, I've been a passive. No, no, no. They're, non-defender they're of you some, two. There's they some you two songs that they were I, on my shallow cuts list. There's some you two songs that I like quite a bit. It's yeah. just just blows me away how soft this cover is. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it's I guess it's like uh, people doing acoustic versions of Nirvana. Yeah, maybe so. It's like that. Um, Let's hear your pick okay. three. My real pick. Here we go. Um, this is kind of along the lines of of Steve's, but instead of a Bob Dylan original, this one is a Bruce Springsteen original. Um, one of his acoustic guitar songs. As performed by Rage Against the Machine, this is the ghost of Tom Jug.
Great song. That's from a whole album of covers. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know. They cover that album. They cover EPMD, The Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, and uh, it's, a, it's a fun album. It's cool. Renegades. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, MC5, because they cover Renegades of Funk. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so the lyrics are, are Bruce Springsteen's. Um, maybe borrowed somewhat from John Steinbeck. Uh, but the song itself is very different. Like he, Springsteen doesn't have that, that guitar riff in it. And so I, I think most of the instrumentation is, is theirs, and it feels like one of their songs... I had never heard Springsteen, Springsteen's version until I'd, is that, I'd heard this Is one. that one on Nebraska? No, it's one, it's later than that. Oh, okay. I think it was in the 90s or early 2000s by it, Springsteen. It's a cool album. They did the same kind of thing Primus did a little bit where they liked covers, so they, they put, out, put out like these little kind of short albums just of covers. Hmm. Renegades is a great album. It's a fun, I, I really like it. All right. Am I up? Yep. Who's this? This is Springsteen's version. Oh, this is his version. Okay. I want some place and there's no going back. Highway patrol choppers coming up over Just a little taste since probably most people aren't familiar with it. Interesante. It's always fun to... I like that... Like, I didn't know about any Rage covers and I'm glad you introduced... All right, um, I'm going to go ahead and go with a musician. So um, I mentioned the idea of like, you know, artists loving and like, I want to share this song with people. There's also kind of the the element of like a producer or arranger picking that, curating it for a musician. Uh, what's his name? Rick Rubens. Is it Rick Rubens? With yeah, an S? Rubin. Rick Rubin did this for Johnny Cash, right? In around 2000, where he was producing these Johnny Cash albums. Oh, those, those four volumes of American recordings. Yes, yes. And so um, so this is where I'm bringing Bonnie Prince Billy, and I'm going to have the Johnny Cash cover of a Bonnie Prince Billy song, which is the wow. first, the way I first knew about him. It's Johnny called, Cash? Yeah, Johnny Cash song called I See a Dark... Like there's, no. a guy, there's a guy named Johnny Cash that does <laughs> no, no, no. a Bonnie Prince Billy song? <laughs> this is how I found out about Bonnie Prince Billy, but <laughs> but yeah, it could go either way. No, I knew about Johnny, but anyway, t- this is from 2000. It's from American 3, Solitary Man. The song is called I See a Darkness, and they actually brought Will Oldham in to sing the kind of harmonize on the the chorus but these these albums are kind of they're interesting rick rubin of course for those of you who know is like a a started with def jam and with russell simmons and producing the beastie boys albums and ll cool j and um he was one of the most influential producers of all time yes yeah and certainly hip-hop but he's gone on to just produce a ton of interesting stuff for kind of career altering changing stuff for people late in their career like he's done with neil diamond johnny cash but even before that like i'm pretty yeah. i'm pretty sure he produced blood blood sugar sex yeah, magic right, for he the chili, produced, chili peppers yeah he's been and now he has a podcast prolific. with malcolm gladwell and yeah. it's really interesting he's kind of a weird sonic music guru guy um i think he lost his house in the california wildfires this last mm-hmm. year uh anyway he um he gathered a bunch of these songs that he liked and that he thought would sound great with Johnny Cash doing them and did these really stripped down recordings and he would show the songs to, to Johnny Cash and then Johnny Cash would be like, yeah, I like that one or, you know, and they did, 
they did some uh, Simon and Garfunkel. They did the the most famous one was Hurt by Nine Inch Nails that Johnny Cash did. I think won a Grammy for that probably. Um, but this is one we're going to listen to is I See a Darkness. He did Beck. He did Soundgarden. He yeah, did. he did tons. Yeah. Well, you're my friend And can you see Many times We've been out drinking Many times we shared our thoughts But did you ever, ever notice The kind of thoughts I got Well you know I have a love A love for everyone I know And you know I have a drive To live I won't let go But can you see It's opposition Comes rising up sometimes That it's dreadful And position comes blacking in my mind And that I see a darkness 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 Did you know how much I love you Here's a hope that somehow you Can save me from this darkness Well, I hope that someday, buddy, it's perfect, Johnny Cash. We have peace yeah. in our lives. It's great. I was actually going to pick Together, Hurt from that album, and I was going to feel bad about it because I wanted to pick like deep tracks, and that's not one. But it's such a that that whole series of American recordings is cool because I think in most cases we think of covers as like a younger artist covering somebody older than them right. that came before them. And this was Cash, early 90s. He had a weird relationship. Like, country music had kind of turned their back on him a little bit. And um, Ruben wanted to do this project with them. And so it was all acoustic, all stripped down. And it was kind of this 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 vulnerable moment where he, he had been this kind of um, invincible character that had survived drugs and and all this this hard living and been this legendary figure in country music and then had kind of been forgotten by the music industry at that point he wasn't the the kind of the the pop culture icon that he is now and and ruben 
gave him these songs that he just turned into his and, and hurt all of them are example of that, but hurt especially, um, I think became really famous because he, uh, he it took resonates. it. Yeah. yeah. And, and then the video that was with it was him with no makeup. It was him looking, he was in his early seventies. He died shortly after and you like his hands shaking while he's holding the cup and you see his museum that's yeah. been closed to the public. And it's just this devastating, um, like, yeah, moment of of aging, right? And and uh, and it's 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 a cool it's a cool project. These albums, well, it's and like that, it's yeah. like hearing your grandpa cover Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Well, and it felt so real to him. Like it didn't feel like oh, I'm doing. This. It felt like he had internalized. Like he was such a good presenter of a song it felt like it was coming from his bones and his, you know which There's is a, a cool i'll try to make it um the language appropriate for for the pod but uh resner was interviewed after and and resner kind of begrudgingly gave permission he wasn't thrilled about it at first he thought it was going to be gimmicky when ruben approached him and said will you give permission to for johnny cash to cover this he thought it was going to be gimmicky and after it was done he said it was like um basically like watching somebody uh, sleep with your girlfriend and then realizing like, this isn't my girlfriend anymore. This is now his, this is now <laughs> like he acknowledged this is now his it's song. Interesting. Yeah. This is no longer my song. Right. He saw, this is amazing. What is happening here? Yeah. yeah. This, this album to that point, like I thought I hated country music. I would say in the nineties, I'd say there's t- only two genres of music. I hate techno and country. And then this album, I got, I started getting Johnny cash albums. I was already into, bonnie prince billy palace all that stuff got a lot of more his stuff and now like there's a lot of country music i like it's usually the kind of outlaw country or stuff yeah. that's like the the singer the real songwriter gritty stuff but but yeah this i wouldn't have this album or these albums were were a big part of that for me and probably a lot of people yeah well that's a perfect transition i'm gonna pick a country song then let's hear it um i don't think i picked this i picked another song i think if i pick this one then then Call a call a penalty on me, and I'll pick something else. Um, Towns Van Zant covering the Rolling Stones, "Dead Flowers." Uh, this song plays over the closing credits of the Big Lebowski. It's a live version, but it was released. I think it's on the album called Road Songs. T- so Towns Van Zant doing "Dead Flowers." This is kind of a like a fractured love song. It's it's pretty dark, and Towns Van Zant had his own kind of challenging history. He's in a, he's kind of like the Bob Dylan of country music. I friggin' love Towns Van Zandt. Really tragic or early death, and he was never on a major label. A lot of people don't know his stuff because it's not easily accessible. Easier now with streaming, but this version of Dead Flowers is I, I just I love it. It's so good. Now when you're sitting there In your silk upholstered chair Talking to some rich folks that you know Well, I hope you don't see me In my ragged company All that you know I could never be alone Take me down, little Susie, take me down 
I know you think you're the queen of the underground Send me dead flowers every morning Send me dead flowers by the maid Send me dead flowers to my wedding And I won't forget to put roses on your grave And now when you're sitting back In your rose pink Cadillac yeah, we'll, sp- we'll spare the, the vivid imagery of drug use that comes up next. Um, dark song, guy that lived a rough life. It's in, like the, the Stones version is very like classic Stones. It's like a, like a bar sing-along. You know, it's yeah. like the classic song that, that 10 dudes in a, that have been drinking together could, could sing together on karaoke night. And it's a cool, classic, jangly Stones song. Um, Towns Van Zant slows it down and just adds like that extra... It's it's the pain in his the voice, heartache. Yeah, yeah, the heartache in his voice that just makes it a, a cool song. He's a songwriter's songwriter kind he of. He really right? is. Yeah, I think we talked about him, and I I think you shared a different one, but he did he did Poncho and Lefty like mm-hmm. he wrote yeah that he wrote that then, that Willie Nelson covered. Yeah. So that that's kind of probably been his biggest claim to fame is writing songs that other people that made other people much yeah. more famous. Right. Um, the, it it makes me think of the your Aretha pick the weight and how sometimes a song that gets claimed like this, it's, it reveals its roots in a way, you know, and like, cause you can hear, you know, you know that in the stones, they're obviously so influenced by the blues and by like American roots music, yeah. but uh, hearing it covered this way, it kind of reveals that yeah. influence even. And kind of like with Aretha, the way it kind of reveals the band also, you know, their R&B or whatever influ- influences and it's kind of like a coming coming back home. Kind of yeah. like when you too covered Helter Skelter. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. home. Yeah. <laughs> coming back home. Yeah. They're like... They're like, it's a great song, but the Beatles really messed it up by having that distortion pedal. <laughs> Let's clean Get it up out of here. <laughs> Uh, Why do we keep that took to a that? negative turn? <laughs> that took a dark turn. It was yeah, already it really, dark, and it went really dark there really at the end. Did. I'm sorry. Bono is going to contact us. I, yeah. just, come on, guys. Talk about give me a break. Yeah, talk about a cease and desist letter. It's not going to be <laughs> the record companies. It's going to be from YouTube. He's going to fly in on his. He's going to fly in on his helicopter <laughs> and punch us in the mouth. He's oh, going to be like, guys, I, just give me some I respect. Would, I, would, I would respect. If I had met Bono, I'd probably be very, very... Yeah, I think we've got enough good, goodwill with Dexy's Midnight Runners by now that <laughs> that guy will be right here to defend us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Hey, Bono. That guy, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that you All love right. him so much. Learn the names of the guys in the band. It's more than just okay. You're up, Rex. Um, I'm, I'm up. I'm up. The clock's Bring ticking. It home. Holy Bring it home. mackerel! Um, Rick's got a handwritten list today. I like it. Mm-hmm. I know. I don't always do this, and this was just kind of off the top of my head. Uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm interested that you you your last pick you mentioned connected with a movie and i'm just thinking you know how many covers are made because of movies you know what i mean like we need this song but it needs a new face it needs to fit the tone or whatever of the movie 
I don't think any of those have made our list, and maybe that's telling because I don't think those are necessarily great covers. But Except for some of them are. But one of them that I'm going to pick is in that category, and it is Lord's version of Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Mm. And it's... Um, it's one of those uh, Hunger Games movies oh. from 2013. Yeah. Is it, it's, I don't even know if it's the first one. I don't really follow the franchise. Not a movie that you would think of as having a good song in it. Yeah, but I, I remember just hearing this cover on the radio and just it really kind of hitting me and stopping me in my tracks because and it kind of fits the category was this cover We've, recorded for the movie or did it exist before? i think so no it was just uh-huh. it was released as a single and i'm guessing they guessing that you know they they sort of created it for the movie the movie soundtrack and it's it was it's kind of been used subsequently in other contexts too but just the way you know already i mean it's 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 obviously kind of a melancholy negative tone everybody wants to rule the world or a cynical view at least but the original song you know you know it's kind of sing-songy it's kind of a little more upbeat you can kind of bop your head to it you can kind of imagine just saying it with like a ah shucks everybody wants to rule the world and this lord version i just feel like kind of makes it terrifying in a way so Welcome to your life There's no turning back Even while we sleep You will find you acting on your best behavior Turn your back on Mother Nature Everybody wants to dramatic mm-hmm. yeah. it feels like a song that was recorded specifically to put over a trailer for a blockbuster movie <laughs> yeah, that's about does. to come out 
It's great. Was yeah, it but, for but, the trailer or was it end credits? I think it was end credits. I can't see it being anything besides those two. I think it was the end yeah. credits. But I mean, they did it. and it, Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so curious, like, the process of how they, they put that together. Yeah. What they like? What the order is? Do they pick the song and then they invite the artist and then they? Ma- I don't know. Yeah, it was a good right. mashup. The the lyrics in that style with that yeah, artist I for think, that movie. It's kind of yeah. Kinda I think, kept kept me listening because it was so restrained. Like for the first two thirds of it, mm-hmm. you'd have these occasional kind of percussive hits, but it's like you're waiting for the the bass drop, as the kids say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it, yeah. doesn't the original version have more choruses? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, this feels it, a little feel, shorter. This, this feels felt, shorter, felt very but, climactic at the end, like when it finally, yeah, sure. the, the melody of that chorus kicks in. and Cool. Yeah. Very cool. I don't know. Interesting. There Rick, you go. Rick's picks. Rick's, Rick's picks. Rick's picks. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Uh, you all right on time, Jordan? Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> sounded that definitely <laughs> <sounded> confident. <laughs> we're, cl- we're, we're close. We're close. I need a text. Okay, yeah. keep going. Okay. Keep it going. All right. Uh, I'm not yes. going to. T- I'll text Joanna right now. Don't worry. Yeah. I won't yak it up then. Uh, you know, this, this pick, I'm going with one that I heard today for the first time. And I'm choosing it because it's the one that I want to hear again <laughs> as soon as possible. Mm. <laughs> I like that criteria. Yeah. Uh, this is Proud Mary, performed by Ike and Tina Turner. Uh, this is who did? This is the original. No, Creedence Clearwater. Did I get that reversed in my head? Oh, it is. That's right. You never heard the Tina Turner? Okay. Yeah, this is great. Is there, I'm all in. Is this the one that you were more familiar with? <laughs> I, I, apparently it was. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have known actually who was which, the original myself. Which came first? That's always a good one. Good, yes. I've, I've listened to this version more. That's crazy. Cool, huh? Nice and relaxed version of that. Just wait, just wait. Oh, wait, there's more. Here it comes. Here it comes. transition to the the second half of that <laughs> i was i was hiking with the dogs this afternoon 
going through the my playlist of, of contenders, and this had just come up on some recommended list of of covers. And there it is. That's, I, I'm trying to figure out how that got switched in my brain. Well, it was. I just looked it up. Uh, the the Fogarty version was 1969. These guys recorded theirs in 1970, released in January of 71. So it was very close. Well, and it, it seems kind of like to Steve's point. This one seems like it maybe reveals the roots of it more. Like my guess is Ike and Tina are more in their bones, closer to R and B and and soul and. The, you know, the, the Creedence Clearwater from, were from L.A. trying to sound like they're from Louisiana, you know. But, but yeah, it's interesting. I didn't realize that. I would have guessed if someone said which one was the original, I would have said uh, the Ike and Tina version. <laughs> I, I did actually yeah. say that. I would have done it. I would have done it. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, then we, we have uh, another example of someone who's, who's stole it and... Made it there. And made it there. Oh, it's definitely a right. reflection of which band I've listened to more in the last twenty years. It might be also <laughs> a reflection of just who whose song is it now. Yeah, that's in true. In a sense. At least for you. Okay. I want to know, Brandon, do you have access to can you do a song? Because I couldn't find it on YouTube music on SoundCloud. Can you oh, play us a song I don't from see SoundCloud? Why not? Okay. So this is a Neil Young song, Dreamin' Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, covered by, and this guy has stuff on YouTube Music, but this one I couldn't find on the covered by a guy named Nicholas Kurgovich. Let me spell you his last name: K R G O V I. Such a Jordan pick, too. C H. It is. Well, I went with Brandon's criteria. What do I want to hear right now? And all of a sudden, all my other choices faded, and it was this: <laughs> Nicholas Kurgovich. Yeah. This guy I heard at Kilby Court opening up from for, from for Mount Erie. He's from Vancouver. Um, he's Both the Jordan's boxes yes, checked Checked right there, <laughs> boom, boom But he has an interesting What, Vancouver's where my boxes? No, Mount Erie Oh yeah, yeah, yeah there we go, yeah. there we go But this is a Neil it's Young like, This is another box of mine and yours Neil yeah. Young co- cover, Dreaming Man um, he, This guy is interesting His, You guys know Flight of the Concords You know, Jermaine This guy reminds me of Jermaine The way he sings, his voice, some of that stuff and yet, um, it's not a joke, right? Uh, but I've had a little, a little bit of uh, correspondence with him. Um, I like things yeah. that I like things that have to be qualified as. By the way, this is not a joke. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, right. Uh, anyway, this guy does really cool stuff. It's like it's more like soul and R and B influenced, but from someone who doesn't that doesn't seem like his natural fit. But he likes that kind of stuff. But anyway, this is a Neil, Neil Young cover. Can't tell when I'm not being real. 
Nicholas Kurgovich. Nicholas Kurgovich. He's he's obscure enough that he will reply to your Facebook messages if you, you know, send him a message and say, "Wow, I really like this song. Great job. Are you going to tour?" And he's like, "Thanks so much, man." You know, I think he probably has a day job. You know, you're going to have to tag him. Yeah, tag him in the post. This. I, yeah. I will. Maybe we'll get a response from him. He's he's really yeah. I like the his response stuff. will be stop playing my music without my permission. <laughs> okay, without don't, paying don't tag me. him. Don't, don't tag him. him. Don't yeah. tag him. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. No, this, his his career is going to skyrocket. It's going to take this. off after I mean, this. He's, He's going to be so glad we, we did this. We are yeah. trying to amplify him and Michael Hicks. We are trying to amplify his voice. Names on the map yeah, now. That's right. Yeah, that's we right. really put him on the map. <laughs> Got uh, him out there. Brian Croxel has been texting us, and he keeps saying uh-huh. tennis. He did a he did a cover of tennis. That's so good too. But I've never listened to tennis, but I've listened to mm. to him anyway. All right, All right. I'm up. Um, I'll give you. I'll let you. I'll let you vote on it. Then um, I'll just put them both out there. Faith No More covering the Commodore's Easy or Dinosaur Jr. covering the uh, the Cure. Uh, what they do, just like Heaven. I want to hear Easy because I don't yeah, know Faith No More. I don't know that version. We, I of think we played a bit the of cure. the do we the Dinosaur Jr. Okay, one. Okay, then let's go early. Faith No More. They did this as a B side on. Um, it, it's cool. So they did this as a B side on one of their Angel Dust. Uh, single releases they covered the commodores easy and they weirdly kept it very true to the original it does have a very nice jim martin guitar solo in it but uh it's it's i like i love mike patton's voice almost no matter what and it's this really showcases um this kind of what people would consider almost like a metal singer him just him just belting out a commodores track bugging me that i don't know what this is you're sure this isn't contra that was contra yeah yeah i was gonna say that's contra the other one nice. wasn't what was the other one? Oh, you mean this one <laughs> metroid there you it's go. metroid there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're not gonna pull you're not gonna pull eight original but, nintendo yeah. over on me <laughs> but this is contra <laughs> i i do remember this i didn't play metroid but i i played this game a lot this makes me think of the gun <laughs> called Spread. Yeah, wow. the Spreader gun. Yeah. Was that live electric bass? That's some oh, it's pretty, gotta be. It's gotta pretty, be. <laughs> pretty busy playing. <laughs> All right, give me faith no more easy. Okay. <laughs> Send us home. Done all 
Gotta keep the solo. <laughs> I love how they kept the guitar solo the same. So good. It's so good. Um, Faith No More kind of intentionally repulsive at times. And uh, that, that ooh is just so like. It's it was a different that type was, of ooh. Yeah. That was them. Staying so true to the original and then just injecting faith no more into it, like yeah. right there. That's that's funny. That's all, awesome. all you need. <laughs> um, that's great. Closing, uh, closing, all closing thoughts on. Do we, do we got time for a, a quick round of name that tune? This I, covers I edition. I have to go, but I'll oh, give. Come on, Jordan. I do, I do. Um, but uh, you guys keep. Doing it without me. <laughs> Seriously. But I w- I'll just add in my final final thoughts. Um, the the well-deserved, criti- uh, not criticism, but just comment of checking all your boxes. I realize we, we're all checking our boxes. We got Rage Against the Machine and Beatles. And, and Faith from No Brand. More. We've got Faith No More and like... And Towns like, Van Zandt. Towns Van Zandt and Almond Brothers. we got Devo and, and uh, you know... So I think I mean that's what we that's what this podcast is. We're so you know here, what it is. Then you know boxes. what that that probably yeah. means that for everybody, but for all of us, covers are like a new way to enjoy the stuff we already enjoy. Right. Well, it's not like a separate thing from like oh I I like covers sometimes and I like it's just music right and it's like we're gonna naturally like the music and want to share the music that's like we spent so much time with i think all of us had probably a lot of other things we we could have shared and might have shared and you know i had stuff that i would have loved to share but but yeah that i loved hearing the different like because like i know rage against the machine but i don't know them like brandon knows them right and i don't i always hear about the almond brothers but apparently i, I don't know said, them like jason knows if someone would say to me like who's your guy that you could ask about the almond brothers i'd say jason johnson and of course that song part of why you like that song is aretha and how good it is but part of it's like is it Dwayne Allman? Is that yeah. yeah, the guitar? And so, it's just fun to to hear the different where different people bring in stuff. Um, yeah, that's my final thoughts. Covers are, are music, and 
<laughs> that's it. That's deep. I don't know. Yeah. Profound. Covers I don't know what else music. to add you to that. Quote Covers, Jordan on that. Covers are music. <laughs> Covers are music. That's what I want on my gravestone. <laughs> Covers are music too. <laughs> Volume two, covering uh-huh. the covers. <laughs> All right, who can name this tune? You're not going anywhere, Jordan. Come on. I. This will take I'm five on, minutes. This will take five minutes. Right. Who, who can get ten points first? Here we go. Uh, one point. <laughs> one point for this. Yeah, one point for song. One point for artist. Uh, all right, Steve always destroys us at this. I know. Oh, this is different. <laughs> well, across the it's universe, gonna, it's going to be all uh, Beatles songs. Yeah, I don't. One point for Steve. Oh, um, I'll say who I think it is. So it's across the universe by. Is it Lana Del Rey? No. Nope. Okay. I just thought it sounded like her. Super organism. You know? No, I don't know. Fiona Apple. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Was it on? Get the bolt cutters? No. No, no. No, it's an older. This is older. This this one might have been for a soundtrack. At least on here, it's on the. Pleasantville soundtrack. Keep it moving, oh, Brad. Oh, we yeah. can't, we can't right. afford. She sounds younger. We yeah, can't afford a crime to be committed against no. Jordan. Yeah. Bridge over troubled water. Oh yeah. Yep. When you're weary. Is this Eva Cassidy? Nope. And feeling small. Oh, is this Saint Vincent? No. 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 <laughs> Joni Mitchell. Steve just lost a point. Make sure I know, you deduct I'm, him. I'm really. <laughs> I I can't. I can't guess again. I chimed in or buzzed. I've already put two guesses no. out there. I, I recognize the voice. I I can't. Roberta Flack. Oh, oh come on! I didn't know Steven. she did this. It's so good. I love Roberta. Yeah. 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 All right. All righty. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I want to hold your hand Al Green <laughs> Hey, one point for each of you yeah. My alternate pick was Al Green Unchained Melody That, w- that I was going to pick Did we put Talking Heads doing Take Me to the River in? Oh, at- that's Frank Ocean, Moon River. Yes, two points for Jordan. Jordan's cleaning up. Yeah. Wow. Nicholas Kurgovich did a Frank Ocean, Ocean song as well. <laughs> just, just you bet he did. Know. Shout out. Sam Cooke, but it's Otis Redding. No, it's Sam, Sam Cooke. Is it Sam uh, yeah. Cooke? I can hear the. Oh, blowing in the wind. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a very cheery version of Blowing in the Wind. It is. Is Blowing the answer? A lot more cheer in that than, no. uh, than I think Dylan intended. How many times? <laughs> and a uh, modulation. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it, I'm just was messing because it's also a key change. That's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was just messing with okay. you guys. Oh, Miles Davis. Miles. Someday my prince will come. Oh yeah, there oh, we go. Okay. Yeah, someday. Yeah. yeah, which is a stand. I mean, it's in the fake book. It's a standard. Well, he yeah. has, this is this the title track of the album. 
that he recorded. I think it's fair to well. say standards and covers could be considered synonymous. I chose not to do any jazz songs. There to have spirit. <laughs> this is spirit <laughs> originally. <laughs> oh really? Is this uh... so? There's a great debate. Did they end up losing? So. Yeah, well, Zeppelin won so Zepp- the, the lawsuit. Did they? Yeah. So they, Zeppelin here's, was accused of ripping here's Spirit's off. Spirit's version. I think they took it. I Around really the same th- time? I think they really ripped Spirit off. This existed before Stairway to Heaven. Doesn't sound very similar yet. Just wait. I really think Page ripped it off. And I, do, I love Jimmy Page. He's been known to do it. They paid Willie Dixon a lot of money. Spirit takes too long to get to it. That's oh. Oh. I don't see it. I don't see it. No, just kidding. <laughs> Humor me, if you would, Brandon. Uh huh. Play since we talked about it. Play the Bad Pluses version of um, the oh. Nirvana song. After somebody gets ten points, I will. <laughs> Okay. Well, we can have someone guess. He smells <laughs> smells like Teen Spirit Jordan's by the Bad Plus. Jordan's fighting back the wolves with this text. So yeah. just so he's he's. Oh, who's this? <laughs> Man, I'm steamroller. No, Ben Jess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dancing in the dark. Yep. <laughs> but who's the band? I have no idea. Okay, tell us who it is. The band is Hot Chip. Oh, oh Hot Chip. Yeah, Hot that's Chip. like a dance group. That's fascinating. Yeah. I got to pee too bad to go. <laughs> okay, Can we're we done. Pause it. That Coke we, is going right through. And we're done. Do we just declare a winner? Declare um, a winner. Who's the winner? Jordan. Steve has six points. Oh, Steve got it. Jordan has three. Bull crap. There we go. All right. You, Sorry, you guys. guys wrap I can't it up. Help right clean, clean up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think it's just you and me, Steve. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. Jordan's getting to the track. So, yep. This was it. Covers. Oh, Jordan's taking over. He wants really bad to play this Bad Plus song. Oh, man. Uh, bad I, Plus, I known, like, known for their covers. Yeah, I like Bad Plus. Yeah. And kind of a whole, there's a whole, I don't know if they're really the forerunners out there, but a whole thing of jazz trio, piano, bass, drums, doing rock music. You yeah. know, there's a bunch of them. And I, I think they might have been. I think they were kind of, of ahead of the curve, or and at least this, this the, track was the first from their crew. Their first kind of album that in the 90s, mid 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's just going to hit play and run out on us? Uh, (laughs) All right, well, Jordan, Jordan dropped a cover bomb on us and then left. All right, in closing, covers are fun, they're art, they're music. Um, there, we did not even, I, we barely scratched the surface. There's, there's so much to explore. We asked in the first one, we'll ask it again. Uh, any of you share some of your favorite obscure or lesser known covers with us, uh, mail them in, send them in, snail mail them in, however you want to get them to us. 
Uh, but I love, I do love, I, I love when people share music with us, when people share lists with us, and I love it when uh, when anybody can turn me on to something that I wasn't aware of before and covers seem to have kind of a, a particular charm to them that I think uh, make, them, make them appealing to us all. Brandon, Steve, anything you want to add? It's been a fun episode. Lots of, lots of stuff that was new to me that, uh, you know, it's, it's fun hearing these, these people's versions of it. And fun to research too. Yeah, I love the idea of covers, and just it's it's a fun rabbit hole to go down. I love the music. I love the way it connects with other things, like this idea of doing a new version of something older. Kind of gets played out in different art forms too. Not that we would cover that necessarily. All right, All right play us out, EP. Here we go. Likes to sing Likes to shoot his gun But he don't know what it means He don't know what it means To love someone We